You're listening to Going Legit with Rachel Dorsey. Going Legit explores entrepreneurship at every stage across industries. But right now, during this time of outbreak and widespread coronavirus, we're shifting focus not to talk about how businesses are thriving and growing, but how small businesses are pivoting and shifting their models to survive. Thank you for being here. Lawrence, thank you so much for making time to be with me again, this time under different circumstances. I'd love to hear what's what's going on in Cyprus right now. Mm, well, right now, as of eight minutes ago, actually, um, the situation has changed. We're now under almost complete lockdown, so mandatory quarantine for Practically everyone except uh, people working in the uh, in the government, public sector, this and that, the, you know, the, the infrastructure, so to speak, of the country, and uh, people who are working in um, uh, public health in one capacity or another. This includes mental health workers, um, so apparently uh, um, I'm also free to move around, basis my profession, but other than that, everything has stopped. Everyone is, you know, mandatory imposed social distancing. <laughs> is it, are, are we calling it shelter in place where you are? Or is it, is it, is it still using the social distancing language? Um, well, the terminology is different simply because everything's in Greek, but it's essentially, uh, right. yeah, it's essentially uh, stay at home, hashtag stay at home, hashtag we can do it, hashtag uh, keep your distance. So, got it. Got it. So, yeah. so, so if, if we were two weeks ago, like, or three weeks ago before all this mess, and even still, I'd love to hear about your, what you do for, I know, but for the audience, I, I want them to know what you do for work, mm-hmm. what you specialize in, what you're known for, what kind of people you serve. Okay. I am a psychotherapist. I have studied uh, psychology and clinical psychology and neuroscience and I put all this together in a package where now I basically just see clients in my private practice. This is what I do for a living. Uh, it's the bulk of what I do. Um, until two, three weeks ago, everything was functioning as per normal, you know, just booking appointments, seeing people in the office. And slowly, just with the way everything has been going and just seeing it coming, um, has had a big impact on, you know, just if people are comfortable to sit in a room with another human being for 50 minutes. So I've had to drastically change the way I work and uh, let's see how it goes, especially as of 10 minutes ago now. <laughs> so how have you been shifting? What changes have you made already and what changes are you anticipating meeting moving forward? Uh, the changes I've made so far was, <laughs> most importantly, I think just uh, informing people that I am not comfortable anymore with the idea of inviting them into my space, um, not just for my safety, but for theirs, because as we all know, you know, you can have, you can be a carrier of the virus and not even know it. So seeing as I, I am in contact with a lot of people who belong to vulnerable groups, and uh, people who are also in contact with many other people, you know, we're just human beings at the end of the day. I had to make it absolutely clear that uh, we need to change the way that we work, at least the setup in my office. So extra distance, um, 
changes to privacy and this and that, just in the sense of trying to make the space less of a hazard. So open windows, open doors, which is something which is a big, huge no-no <laughs> in psychotherapy. But uh, we have to adapt accordingly. And ultimately, informing people that I will slowly shift to doing everything online. Um, now, this, this has been met with uh, mixed responses because, you know, um, we're living it every day. You know, people are having to stay at home. They have bills to pay, responsibilities, and they're going to cut some corners. And one of them is usually going to be things like psychotherapy, you know. They're, they're, they're going to space it out or stop completely. And I've had to, you know, just come to terms with the fact that a lot of people will simply not be available right now. And, um, you know, this is a challenge, obviously. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and considering that right now is probably one of the most challenging times that anyone's ever going to have from a mental health perspective. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, it's how, what tools, what resources, um, what, what might people who are at home who are having challenges or who are having to make decisions, do I continue with an online appointment or do I space it out or step back? First, what might you say to them to encourage them to, to, to do what's going to be in their best interest? And then mm -hmm. my follow-up question is going to be, what can we do at home to support ourselves during this time from a mental health perspective? Um, good question. I mean, at the end of the day, um, because I, I know a lot about people's lives, but I don't know everything. So I have to respect the fact that some people are just maybe not financially able to have, you know, go through such a commitment at this point in time. So I inform people and I trust their best instincts uh, regarding if they want to continue or not. If, if it's a no or a maybe, I just have to respect that. And uh, it also, this approach also takes a lot of weight off my shoulders because I want what's best for them. So trying to encourage people to come and making them feel uncomfortable or unsafe or just to continue while uh, feeling that, you know, there's some kind of external factor of we have to continue no matter what. It, I don't find it conducive to, you know, getting through what we're trying to get through right now. And um, with that in mind, you know, even though I'm not telling people to keep this as part of their schedule, Nevertheless, I think it's very important that we, we all stick to some fundamental little routines, you know, as silly as it sounds, like, uh, you, know, you know, you might be locked up for three weeks, but make your bed, don't be in your PJs all day, <laughs> you know, make a lunch, you know, just have some structure in the day, otherwise it's all going to just slowly unravel into a giant mess and that is completely unnecessary. I've been really trying, like the making the bed part, we do it. We get out of the bed, we don't get back in it. But the PJs part, it's like I start in my in my pajama sweats and then I change into my daytime sweats and then I put back on my pajama sweats. But two days ago, I was like, no, get dressed. And I and I got dressed and I and I took a shower and I did feel better. <laughs> and it's it's easy to let those it's easy to let one day run into the next. Exactly. But yeah. 
but I'm really hearing you and I feel it, it's important not to let that happen. It's important mm-hmm. to still maintain a routine and a consistency because human beings thrive on routine. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Do you remember the last time we had a talk together, we mentioned that I'm a big supporter of the idea of doing less for the sake of making time oh, yeah. and space, right? Mm-hmm. And people don't really get how difficult that is because it sounds simple and easy, but it's very hard. And I think what's happening right now where we, we have to do less, this is, I mean, you know, it's like we're at war, but the funny thing is that, you know, I'm kind of, I wrote this post the other day, which is like this brave heart kind of speech of, you know, let's do it, but basically just stay at home. You can do it. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're being called to do less than we usually do, which sounds really easy, but as everyone is finding out, it's actually quite challenging to just impose a uh, regime of kind of social austerity, so to speak. Um, Absolutely. It's tough. It's tough. And I understand why people will, will find it difficult. Uh, but nevertheless, it's an opportunity to really, you know, reflect on where we are, what we're doing, what's important. And uh, I really, I really stand by the idea of doing less. And I think it's key to find a way to ease into the idea of I don't really have to do anything right now because nothing is happening right now. And maybe that could be a good thing. I mean, if you can embrace that, this could be a moment that can really be conducive to some new ideas and new ways of looking at things. If we try and stick to the idea of I should be doing stuff and I should be working and producing, um, even though I can't, in a sense, um, I think this is going to be the most negative uh, side of things regarding what we're going through right now because a lot of people are going to feel that they're on a standstill and are feeling uncomfortable instead of just kind of going with the flow of what's happening right now. I mean, we, we can't do anything. I mean, we can still make content and things like that, but we can't really do a, let's say, day-to-day job. Uh, right, the way, right. The way it was. I... I really love that perspective. I find that to be one of the, like doing nothing is torture for me. I, <laughs> and I, you know, I, I think I speak for a lot of us. It's, you know, I get so much of my sense of self from what I accomplish and what I make and what I do and what I produce and what I put out into the world as I think a lot of us do. And so when you take that away, when you strip that away, it's like, well, who am I then Mm -hmm. if I'm not this being that does these things or that makes these things? But we are still full and complete beings just in and of ourselves. And and I'd say maybe, you know, one of my biggest fears of this whole thing is that I don't actually, my, my biggest hope is that this is fleeting. My biggest hope is that this is short. Mm. And my biggest fear is that this is short and I don't make use of it. And, 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 and really when I say make use of it, I'm, I'm, I need to be doing what you're saying, which is doing less because say this is th- say, like, I'm, I'm 
in the mindset right now where I'm like, this is, this is just what the world's going to look like now. Like this is going to be the next six months, maybe the next year, maybe forever. Who knows? And so I'm trying to figure out how to still be high, highly functional, highly produce, productive me in mm-hmm. this new context mm-hmm. when really this might just be the next three weeks or this might just be the next six weeks or the next two months. And then we're going to come out of it on the other side and I will have wasted this opportunity to do less and to be more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, completely. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because it's, it's the spring now and um, um, we have a lot of almond trees here. It's a very common plant and they're blooming now. And I was just thinking the other day, because it's a conversation that I have with a lot of my, my clients, um, that just the feeling of they're not getting enough out of life for themselves. And I love the idea of, you know, would you be angry with an almond tree if it wasn't blossoming in the summer? I mean, trees, they don't blossom all year round. And we cannot be uh, fully productive at our peak all the time, especially under these completely novel circumstances that, you know, uh, for our generation, they're, they're completely, uh, um, there's no, no president to this. And um, I think for perhaps the past three, four generations, I mean, there was World War II and this and that, but this is the thing. I've been talking with people down the street and they've been saying this is as confusing, if not more confusing, than when there was a war here. So I understand that everything is just feels different and overwhelming. But this is a sign that perhaps we shouldn't expect from ourselves to be who we are on a daily basis for the past few months. We should turn into something else that is uh, more conducive to our mental health. Because we're going to spend a lot of time with a handful of people, one person by ourselves, who knows. And uh, if we don't make peace with who we are day to day right now, it's going to be a tough time. If you could offer one word of hope or perspective, and it could just be reflecting back on something you've already shared today, <clears throat> um, one word of hope, one message of hope, what, what might it be? One message of hope. Does it have to be a message of hope? <laughs> it can be whatever you want to say. It can be... Listen, you're the one with that big, beautiful brain. Let's, let's just hear whatever it is that you have to share with, with our audience to, as, we, as we close out this conversation. Um, you know, one, one thing that's been on my mind a lot these past few days is that there's this just huge volume of, I don't want to call it fake news, but I want to call it just this wall of online literature that is just full of pessimism and worry and warning and fear and uh, distrust and trying to place the blame on someone and something. And I find it to be a very hopeful message for me anyway. I know it's not for most people, but for me that life is hard. (laughs) 
life on this planet was never easy. And in fact, you know, we look back, look at what happened to the dinosaurs. Like, that's nature in action, you know, just it wiped them out. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, this is what's going to happen now or whatever, but I'm just saying that bad things happen, difficult times happen, and things have happened in recent memory that were just just as hard. So I fully believe in the ability of the human species to survive and get through things. And this is not the first time that uh, we have been tested. This is the first time, however, that the globe has been tested as a whole because the entire globe has been mobilized against the same threat, which is the dumbest threat on Earth, really, because it, it's, it's just like a virus is a mesh of protein with genetic code inside it. It, it, it's debatable if it's even a human, a human, a living thing. And it's just wrecked havoc on our society. So with that in mind, I think it might be a serious threat. It might be a long-term threat. But nevertheless, it's a threat that we can handle. And it's not this ray of hope, I think, <laughs> that most people are accustomed to. But I think it's good to have the perspective that things are not easy and that's fine. We can still get through it because if, if we convince ourselves that, you know, maybe things are, are easy and manageable and we don't take it seriously, that we'll, we'll miss this window of opportunity that we have right now to stay at home and maybe uh, get through this as painlessly as possible. Thank you so much for making time. Thank you, Rachel. Always. <laughs> if you, um, if people want to follow you, find you, connect to you, see what, see those, um, the battle cry that you know that you're that you're that you're sharing online. How can they find you? What's the best way for them to follow and find you? Um, well, I use Instagram. It's at uh, Calogriades, which is K A L O G R E A D E S. That's my Thank you for spelling it. <laughs> yeah. I know how to spell it, but it's not uh, quite as easy as some might no, think. It's not easy at all. And um, I use Facebook a lot. Actually, it's, you know, it might not be the, the, the trendiest of platforms, but I find it very useful and it gives me an audience here in Cyprus. And it's facebook.com slash Calogriades again. So well, thank you. Check it out. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Um, I know lots of folks will and already do. And... <laughs> Um, I'm grateful that you made time to talk with me. It was a pleasure, Rachel. Thank you very much for inviting me. You've been listening to Going Legit with Rachel Dorsey. This episode was produced by me, and it was executive produced by my company, Bone & Gold. It was edited by my husband, Drew, and the original composition is by Taylor Joshua Rankin. These episodes were recorded and edited and produced while our kids were in the other room or maybe even on our laps, because you got to do what you got to do in times of Corona. If you're interested in more small business resources, if you're interested in coaching around pivoting or coaching around business planning while things are slow, feel free to check it out at goinglegit.co. We've got a whole season of episodes there. We've got worksheets, we've got uh, articles, and we've got uh, workshops, and we've got coaching resources. So check us out at goinglegit.co if you're curious. 
Again, please share with your friends. The more people that hear this, the more people will feel connection and maybe it'll help us see a little light at the end of the tunnel. Stay well, stay healthy, wash your hands, don't touch your face, and share that toilet paper. Thank you.